This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. LeBron has 15 assists tonight. Make it 16 on a sensational alley-oop to Davis and the Lakers are going to snap out of this street. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. We're back at it tonight with the association. Two games this evening and a full slate tomorrow with 11 contests. It's Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. Thanks for listening to BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Uh, you can listen live weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Radio.com app. Watch us on YouTube, the Radio.com sports page. And uh, we are live in Denver, 1430 in Denver over there. Uh, let's uh, let's talk some more NBA, Horvat. We bring in Doug Kazarian at Doug ESPN. You catch him uh, every single day on Daily Wagers, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN2. Uh, Doug, let's start there. Let's start here uh, with some of these power conference tournaments kicking off this afternoon, uh, later on tonight. Are you more excited about that or this slate of two games in the association tonight? <laughs> if you were just talking today, it's good to be with you guys. I would obviously, obviously opt for college hoops, but it's definitely been weird the last few days with no NBA. I mean, not that we're not used to an yeah. all-star break every year, but it's just uh, not the same when you get into that sort of like day-to-day routine and uh, having that void in one's life, if you will. Doug, two NBA games on tap for tonight. I will dive into that here. Anything that you played as far as college basketball tournament futures, anything today, anything that you like as far as the conference tournaments? Yeah, a few things caught my eye. I really like Oklahoma uh, at the odds of about 18 to 1. I got 22 and a half to 1 at one uh, rogue number. I mean, look, uh, they've lost four straight. All were close games. I mean, they've won big games earlier in the season, so they're kind of coin flip outcomes down the stretch. I trust Lon Cougar to push the right buttons. He certainly can motivate his team. We saw that when they beat Alabama earlier this year shorthanded. Now that game was in Norman. This is a neutral. But if you look at the bracket, for whatever reason, Texas Tech has just been kind of unable to put it all together this year. Chris Beard, the offense is just not there. As, as, as great of a coach as I think he is, there's times where I just think they don't have the offense. And for Texas, like, obviously they've had big wins, but that side doesn't really scare me. I, I was really worried about the KU matchup with OU just because they've been playing so much better lately, but with the two guys now out with COVID, uh, including their second leading scorer, I think it kind of falls their way where they get to avoid West Virginia and Baylor until the championship game. So I think at 18 to one or even a better number, I I like the Sooners to maybe be kind of an upset in the big 12. I think UConn's kind of a trendy pick right now in the big East. And it's for obvious reasons. We know with Creighton and the circus that's going on right now there. And also Mm -hmm. obviously with, 
Gillespie out with Villanova. So I imagine it's be a trendy play, but look, they learned how to play without a couple of their top guys. They're, they're healthy. I, I think, I think UConn's the play there. I mean, you're only getting about plus uh, 250 or so. So that those are the two that stand out, probably my favorite plays. But I am going to – I might take a piece of Stanford. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on De Silva's health status right now. He's questionable, missed the last couple of games. If he doesn't play, I'm not even touching Stanford. But right now they're minus six tonight against Cal. I like him a lot. If De Silva – he's the kind of guy who can get hot. And there's parity at the top of the Pac-12. There's almost like four favorites. When you factor in uh, with UCLA four to one, so I just think I, it's not—it's not that crazy. I think a twenty-five to one long shot can make a run. I mean, beating USC would be tough, but then you can start to play out of games and situations like that. So I'm keeping an eye on the Stanford Cal games. I think they wax Cal. And if you were paying close attention earlier in the week, it felt like there's some opportunity to take advantage. What ended up being a public play, you just mentioned UConn's been public, and you're right, um, has been in the ACC tournament. Boy, was that number hammered for Georgia Tech. Some spots it opened at 40, and now you're seeing single digits. Yeah, I know a guy got 25 to 1 and was like 8 to 1 or something ridiculous in William Hill. So, like, obviously – uh, and we talk about this in football, right? Where it's like, oh, sharps are on plus three. The number's down to two and a half. <laughs> They're not on plus two and a half. Just keep that in mind. Uh, the, the getting the number, and we know about it in football. It's obviously the key numbers and whatever it is. 14% of games the last five years landed exactly three. We just have to keep in mind, getting 25 to one, getting 41, a lot different than getting eight to one. And uh, I just could not, I mean, I would not get behind the, the yellow jackets at like seven to one or eight to one. And it's just, that's just right. not – doesn't make sense. Doug, moving over to the NBA, anything uh, or anywhere you see any value with NBA outrights? Now the Nets over on points bet are now the favorites, plus 275 to win the title. The Lakers now plus 280. You could get the Clippers 5-1, to one, the Bucks plus 750. Anywhere that you see value? Yeah, there's actually a really solid play out there, I think, and I've actually banged it a couple times this week, and i got to stop because uh, it's getting really just out of hand. But um, – there's some division odds that are out there and you're like, well, I don't even know who's in what division. Well, go research because I think there's opportunities right now. Uh, there's five to one at last check at bed MGM. Uh, I saw five, uh, kind of a five fifty a couple days ago too. And obviously the sun's had a big week, but right now that's what their odds to win the division are. And if you break it down, like, do I think the suns are going to win the West? No, I do not. But what, what do they do better than, sort of the competition in the West, which is essentially, excuse me, the Pacific, which is essentially the Clippers and the Lakers. Well, they uh, care about the regular season. And so you have the AD stuff going on, and who knows what's going to happen with the Lakers, whether LeBron hits a wall or not. Clippers obviously load manage a bunch. But with Chris Paul, every year there's always a team that goes a little too hard in the regular season. So right now I I, I like if you can get five to one. I mean, there's even some four and a halfs or plus 450s out there. But, like, it's just really hard because they're the two seed right now. So, overall, so they're obviously the, in first place in the Pacific. And I just think they take the regular season seriously. Every year we see teams do that. At Chris Paul's first year in Houston, the Rockets did it. The Bucks have done it the two previous years. There's always teams that go a little too hard in the regular season. And I think the, uh, the Suns are doing that right now. With Doug Kazarian, host of ESPN's Daily Wager. He also hosts the Behind the Bets podcast at Doug ESPN on Twitter. Uh, Juicy number there, especially your leader uh, with the Phoenix Suns in the Pacific. I'm glad you're paying close attention to these divisions because I wanted to ask you about the Southwest. So the Mavs are playing well. They've won nine of 11. 
They're uh, 18 and 16 going into tonight's game. Uh, one game back, one game back. And in the first half, they had, uh, according to some metrics, the toughest schedule in the NBA. And we're going to flip it here in the second half with one of the easiest schedules. Uh, talked a little bit about this with Preston Johnson. He likes them uh, to win the Southwest. You have to lay a little bit. Uh, you could find, for instance, at points bet, it's minus 140. Uh, but you like the Mavs to win this division. Yeah, I could certainly get behind that. I, I will, uh, my former colleague, Preston, I will tease him that we, we, we've been all drinking the Kool-Aid that is the Dallas Mavericks, so we got to be careful there. <laughs> but, okay. no, it, it makes sense, and they do have, I think it is the hardest schedule remaining. So I think that's something to be said about that. And they had a lot of COVID issues, and they once they're at full strength, they're a much better team. I mean, obviously the defense is less to be desired, leaves some stuff to be desired, but when you factor in the Spurs and the Grizzlies and the Pelicans, like I don't really see a team that, should run away with it more than the the the, the Mavs. So uh, I, I would I would support a Mavs play as well with that. Doug, if you're gonna support the Mavs play, what are your thoughts on Luca ten to one as an MVP candidate or anywhere that you still see value uh, betting the regular season MVP? Embiid right now the favorite plus one seventy five. LeBron's dipped a little bit to plus two seventy five. Jokic plus three fifty. Anybody not in that top three that you see value with as far as the MVP? So I've been sort of all all in on this MVP race, and I've been betting guys. And fortunately, I've got some pretty good value in like my portfolio. Let's call it. So I grabbed LeBron at uh, eight to one and six to one. So I'm like it's more at six. I'm like at six point four to one right now. Mm-hmm. And then I did I did I missed Embiid at the beginning of the season. I'm very upset at that because we even talked about it on the show. For some reason, I did not go fire on the uh, futures, but I did start to see the winds changing. So I did grab four to one. So right now I'm at I'm at LeBron and. Uh, I have LeBron and Embiid, and then I have a small ticket on uh, Durant at 14-1 to from earlier in the season. So basically, I'm just kind of looking over my shoulder. And then before that, I made some big bets on Lillard at 40-1. to uh, I really thought he was mispriced given what he was doing. They were the three-seed carrying a team that's without its second and third best players in Nurkic and McCollum. So the question is, uh, I think Dame is a viable candidate. Like, There's all this Steph love, and I get it, sort of, but... I think we have to remember that there's Steph fatigue out there having won two MVPs. Also, there's just kind of no thought that like he's the best player in the league. I think it's been kind of assessed and that Durant was the best player on those championship teams. Um, obviously, he was the best player on the first team that, that Iguodala got the finals MVP, but LeBron dominated that series uh, without Love and Kyrie for most basically the entire final. So I just don't think Steph gets sort of the, the proper respect in terms of the best player in the league competition. So I feel like Dame should be at that those odds when you compare what they're doing. And, and keep in mind, team success is so important in all this, right? Jokic yep. has been absolutely spectacular, but the Nuggets can't get out of the seven or eight seed. So they might be in the play-in tournament at the end of the year. So I, I just think given you're handicapping voters as much as you're handicapping players. And when you and we do see straw polls, so to speak, and we and voters are very transparent with who they're kind of leaning because they either write columns they either tweet about it as opposed to the Heisman Trophy uh, where they're not allowed to say anything because the Heisman Trust wants to protect it all so I, I just think you kind of got to read the tea leaves a little bit and right now there's there's no one I want to take a position on but I already have those positions on Embiid LeBron and Dame right now if I had to do a ballot it would be Embiid one LeBron two and Dame three I don't I understand the stats and all that with the team success is just part of the part of the nonsense, if you will. And when you factor in where the Blazers are and given what he's been doing without McCollum 
and Nurkic, and I feel like he's got those game winners. He's got the highlights. He's got those moments, if you will. But I think Dame is, is in this conversation, and if you can get big odds on him, I'd take a small piece. Yeah, Doug, I, I agree with that assessment. And listen, I get, I agree with some of the numbers. People, Jokic may be having a better season than the num, than some of these uh, names that we're talking about right now. However, I have a thirty-six to one ticket on him, but I, right now I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to attack this because I'm pretty sure that he's not going to win. Um, the human element, such a big part of this, and that's that's what you're betting on, uh, Doug. I just look at the reaction that we see after a big Embiid game or LeBron performance versus the reaction of Jokic nearly having a triple-double in back-to-back nights on the road. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, I think it's the team success. I mean, the Sixers are the one seed yeah. right now. Now the Nets are right there and probably will pass them. We'll see how healthy the Brooklyn stays. I mean, I love the Nets at full strength, but I mean, obviously Kyrie and KD have injury history. In fact, KD's been banged up this year, so we'll see. But the Sixers, there's just a dismissive component to the Nuggets. It's because they keep losing and they lose the bad teams. Um, right. They lost back-to-back games to the Wizards. And it's just unacceptable if you're an MVP. And I also think it's kind of hard to be an MVP when you have a teammate that can kind of win games as well and go for 50 like Jamal Murray. I just feel like it's kind of like a career achievement board in a lot of ways. So you kind of first have to have arrived already. And I, and I for whatever reason, because Jokic has been amazing and all the analytics favorite, it's just I feel like voters are kind of biased. The other thing is there's a buyer's remorse slash, you know, voters want to feel right after they make a play. And I think like the Giannis the last two years has sort of jaded them. Uh, once they've seen the playoffs and they don't want to pick another guy who kind of gets upstaged. So there is a, maybe a best player sort of, if you, if you look if you break down the pie chart of how voters vote, whether it's most valuable, whether it's best player, maybe the mm-hmm. best player slice of the pie will be a little bit bigger this year because of the honest component and, and LeBron is perceived as the best player. And there's a little bit of buyer's remorse over the years where LeBron has been eight years since he got it. And the Lakers rose here. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 2011 was ridiculous. That was all because of the uh, decision in 2010. But I do think um, I do think it'd be a bead one, LeBron two right now. Okay. Uh, quick follow, a name that we didn't mention there. You just think the the voters won't put in Harden because of what happened in Houston? Uh, no, because I think people have watched the playoffs the last few years. Uh, Harden's yeah. a very skilled player. He's a Hall of Famer, all this stuff, but he's not the best player in the league. And he can put up some gaudy stats with the Nets. And don't forget, I think when Durant comes back, Durant will go off. Now, Harden might have more triple doubles or more assists, just not as many points. But I, I, I think the Houston component and how it started this year is there. 
But I just think when you factor in defense, like I never would have voted for Harden because if basketball is 50-50 defense and offense, I just can't make him MVP. If you, if you want to put him all NBA, that's fine. But I seeing him flame out in the postseason, see how defenses uh, were tailored to stop him and see him sort of pass the ball in the final possessions and let others. I just he's not the most valuable player. He's just not. Now he's playing great. That's fine. The analytics love him. That's fine. But I just point to he's been shown up and, and shut down in the playoffs every year. So, uh, Doug, I, I, just, I never would vote for him. Doug, we got about 60 seconds until the break. Uh, anything you like tonight as far as the association? Two games on tap. Any uh, picks, no, sides, I mean, or props? If I had to, I would play both dogs. Uh, Memphis, I'm just going to fade a lot. I think they're kind of a bad team. For whatever reason, John Morant, his uh, numbers have come down a little bit. I just think they got a lot of moving paces, or pieces, I should say. Um, but the Wizards, I mean, they're fun, and, and they could make a run. I actually bet them to win the division, but it's a long shot. Not likely. Uh, but I would probably grab both uh, both both underdogs tonight if I had to play. Doug Kazarian, watch him uh, every single day on ESPN's Daily Wager and listen to the Behind the Bets podcast. Thanks, Doug. Best of luck uh, tonight and in the tournament coming up. Thanks. Thanks for having me. See you guys. Appreciate it. Doug Kazarian there. I, I think he's dead on with his MVP assessment. I really do. And he's paying close attention to the markets because he's got a bet. And I kind of regret not acting sooner with Embiid and LeBron. I mean, that's the list right now. Yeah. I also agree on the Lillard factor. Like, we're starting to see some support there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, regretting that Steph Curry decision when I played that 16-1. to 1. He's not winning. Uh, probably not. Probably not. He does have a chance, though. And, you know, with the, with the, we'll see what happens in the second half. Man, there's a lot of basketball left. And there's a lot of golf coming up this weekend. With the players, the fifth major. We'll talk about our bets next. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.